Hello, we're back. Welcome to the Football Revisited podcast. With me this evening are the three founding members of the podcast, in Mr. Rob Bowen, Mr. Nathan Burke, and Mr. Cleo Sims. How are we, gents? How has your summer been? Radiant. Evening. That's what we like to hear. Sims? Yeah. How was your summer? I'm uh, enjoying it, thank you. Three weeks in, three weeks to go. Teacher life. All for it. Ideal. Right. Now, for those of our listeners, especially our Asian fans, shout out to Wong Mill, who may not follow Sims on social media, you may not know that Mr. Sims has recently got engaged to the lovely Hannah, whom they've been together for 12 years. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct, I think. <laughs> Sims, would you like to give the fans an update? How did it all happen? Oh, I, I went for the big <laughs> grand gesture, took her to a favourite place. One knee, did the whole lot, that's the dad, classy man and I, so she said yes, and uh, and now she's gone for a week away without me, so it's all good. Trouble in paradise, as they say. But there we <laughs> we'll take this podcast on the road when we eventually go on the stag and the wedding, and we will do a live stream at some point. <laughs> but thanks for the updates. Um, now, let's get on to the real stuff. Kane and Grealish. Burke, I'm going to start with you as you are the podcast's and probably the world's number one Grealish fan. So, how did you feel? Now, not when he actually signed, when the rumours were circulating that Jack Grealish was going to leave us and join the champions, Man City. Um, I wasn't surprised um, at all. He's that good. He deserves to be playing Champions League. And there's no guarantee at Villa that that's going to happen any time while he's still at his absolute best. Um, so, as a Liverpool fan, it's disappointing to see, obviously, our title rivals sign someone who I think is one of the best players in the league. Um, but from like a personal point of view, I am happy for him that he's playing at the level he deserves to. Nice little wage rise. Um, deserve, he deserves it, I think. He's shown loyalty to Villa. When they mattered, he got he's got them to such a good position, um, and he's given them hundred million pounds. So he needs that wage after all the parking fines he's got and all the driving fences. <laughs> so, happy to him. Rob, what do you think, pal? Overrated, overhyped. Oh, the game's gone. gone. How long have we been? Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes is going to be the hot take. Uh, Jesus, no, no, it, it it was inevitable. Um, I just. For like, for a player who is really enjoyable to watch, it is a bit of a kick in the teeth that it's at the side where there's going to be crazy rotation this season. So that's my one kind of like gripe about it. Uh, but when it when it was coming when we talk about clubs who could sign him, City, maybe United if they didn't get Sancho. So it's understandable, but. Yeah, like Burke said, it is gutting to see City just strengthen that squad and that, you know, their, their B team could probably win the league again because it's crazy. FFP rules, eh? Ah, COVID doesn't care. <laughs> Sims, how about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm probably not quite on the Rob train, but I'm closer to that than Burke. I think uh, it's, it's not, you can't blame him for going win. Clearly, a you know, major step up, and he probably will win trophies. Um, I do think Man City have paid 
a bit too much. I mean, the, the wages are astronomical. I mean, that's I find that I think I think I'd be more I'm more surprised at the wage than the actual fee. Um, if the wages are you know are leaked, they're true, isn't it? But um, but no, you can't really blame him for going. But I think it is disappointing, and I just think it makes a mockery. Again, it's not really a Greenlist gripe; it's more of a Man City gripe. You know, it's, it's like how can you just spend hundred million pounds just like that when few? Well, it was only a few months ago. Guardiola was preaching that you know they wouldn't be signing anybody and they didn't have any money. So yeah, yeah, I think it's more of a City gripe I've got than a Greenlist gripe. Good luck to him. Yeah. I Where like we... the um, Villa's managing director, the video he came out for the fans to explain why he sold Grealish and kind of what the plan was and idea was. I thought that immediately quelled any kind of fan re- negative reaction because every response I've seen from that video seems to be positive. Never, I didn't see that. Well run club. What I loved with the Villa recruitment was was that they got their people in early, spent a lot, yeah. they'd spent the money before selling, and then obviously the Danny Ings will came just straight after it, but, you know, they bought that Leon Bailey, uh, Buendia, yeah. so they got the business in early, done, because, you know, I think that's the problem that like, Liverpool and Spurs did over the last few years when they sold Bale and Suarez, was that everybody knew that they had the money, and then all of a sudden there's like 10 million added on. To every yeah. So... As a fan base, it's a lot easier to see your star player go in when you've just spent £70 million pre, uh, prior to him go in. Yeah, I think we've said this about clubs before, and you may not agree with everything they do, but as long as you can see that there's a plan in place, it makes this pill a lot easier to swallow. We were talking about Spurs the other day. Sorry, but to bring Spurs up already. Um, Spurs and Arsenal, actually, just not having the kind of the plan that you want to see. And then um, in the managing director's video, he comes out and says the plan was always... We always knew as a board that Grealish could go. And the plan was always to replace his contribution, not just as a player for player, because that's going to be really difficult, but with a number of players who can kind of contribute different things on top of replacing the direct assists and goals that uh, Grealish provides, which I think, on paper at least, you would have to say they've done that. Yeah. Two good transfer windows, well, three in a row. Two good summers. Just... uh... Touching back on Grealish, obviously Rob's um, mentioned the Pep roulette, which is becoming more and more difficult. So where do we see Jack playing? Now this is given, you know, recording on the 11th of August, so obviously most of their players are still there. There's talk of Silver going, talk of Sterling maybe going, there's contract situation going on there. Obviously Phil Foden's out injured for a little bit. Where do we see him? Is he the Kevin De Bruyne midfield role? Left wing, right wing, where do we see him? On the left for me personally. I think he's far better on the left than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Probably fill a gap on the right if there needs to be, needs to be rotation it happens at the wrong time. But... And he can play central as well if needs to be. Like if De Bruyne is out and he does get injuries and they need someone in that hole, I'm sure he'd do a good job there with yeah. that level of play around him. But off would left, he is next level. <clears throat> would not be surprised if at one point he plays as a false nine. With City's one one striker, yeah, that's Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> City play enough games that you know he'd be fine anyway. They'll play plenty of games. You know they'll go deep in all the competitions they're at. They're at, and you know you know the Pep will literally change five or six from a Saturday to a Wednesday or Saturday to a, to a Wednesday to a Saturday. So I, you know, I, in terms of Jack Wilish, like I wouldn't worry about getting game time at all. But um, 
a guy I personally don't see Sterling going anywhere. And that's more, even if City wanted to, and they were, well, not even wanted to, they were open to selling him, nobody could afford him. And I think that's the issue City have got. Like, Bernardo Silva will probably go, I thought. But the issue yeah. is, who's going to take on these players that, you know, that they're looking to get rid of, or who want to go? Um, but personally, I think, yeah, I think you play on the left, but, you know, I think you'll just move around, like Rob said. I think it should be a bit of everywhere, and, you know, we'll, and no doubt, just by being at Man City now, he'll probably start for England. Any other club at all, you'd say, if they make a £100 million sign-in, well, he's got to start. It's only with yeah. Man City that it's worthy of conversation. Like, will he play? But I yeah. think he will. I think he's I behind De Bruyne, maybe, as the best attacking player. It's insane, really. I think it's weird. Jesus is only just behind De Bruyne. So, you, I mean, if you pay someone yeah. that, you've got to kind of make him your star, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like the problem they might have, though, is, you know, that you... You can't have too many stars in the same position because they all want the ball. And the, the issue you could have, I mean, it's a lovely kind of problem to have, but you don't particularly want Jack English taking the ball off De Bruyne when De Bruyne can play the pass himself. So all of a sudden then, instead of having 20 or 30 chances in a game to play a pass, De Bruyne's getting 15. You know, yeah. so you can kind of almost snooker yourself almost. But obviously, if you, think, you, know, you believe in Jack Grealish as much as they do. What I do think is interesting is, had the deal not gone through the, that when, it, when it did, and obviously then the big news in Paris and Barcelona comes out, would they still have paid £100 million if they thought that they could potentially get Messi? And yeah. I'd be quite keen, you know, obviously we won't find that out for years to come, but I'd be quite keen to kind of to see what, what, where they would have landed on that one. Yeah. I think if they signed Messi, he probably would have played in the whole. He would have played maybe the false nine. Yeah, he'd be that centre guy. And then his was back enough. But yeah. Well, that is a problem they have got because I don't think Jesus is good enough. And then you're relying on false nine all season. And that one, for me, it doesn't work that well consistently. And like as a change, but I think every club needs a goal scorer. Well, there's talk that Gabriel Hayes is one of the people who was out as well. So yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, you look at it; they're gonna have they're gonna have to sell not only because they're gonna need to obviously make the money back, but and if they want to get Kane as well, obviously. But you can't have so many players in your squad if they're not playing. You know, obviously, it's gonna make do more damage and it's worth in the end. So I could see Hayes and Silva go in. Are they look to get rid of them? That only leaves. Well, in my opinion, off the top of my head, Sterling is probably the only goal scorer, like someone who gets over 15 a season. Yeah. <laughs> Mares hits double digits. But... I think they like that for Torres as well. I think Guardiola does like him. And obviously, he's yeah, a good for Spain, isn't he? Yeah, he could play for time. Or but, even you know, just up top. As you said, Burke, it's not. You don't particularly feel confident going into the season. Well, as confident as you could be, considering the money they spent. You know, obviously, they've got an extremely good team and they still. We still back them to win most games, but you know that's why the Harry Kane thing then is interesting because you think, well, if they had that player, if they yeah, had that kind of striker, I mean, where's the flaw then? And it's just they got literally everything covered. Yeah. Well, we may as well talk about Kane. Get out of the way. 
Is he going to go? Can they afford to take him? Are the FFP rules in place for him to go? Will Spurs sell? Who knows? I, I, what have you done. I, I was I was asking you a question before I ask you the question, Robert. The go thing on. that I would say with FFP is, I, is there even point discussing it anymore? Because they have relaxed the rules as well, they? They've relaxed yeah, the rules because of because of the corona bit. But it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be an issue for most clubs. Well, I say for most clubs, it doesn't seem to be an issue for the clubs who are run by a state. Yeah. So it's a case yeah. of it's, it's not even point thinking about it anymore. It's like it's just there in the background and. Until it has some teeth to it, then that's gone. But I wanted to ask you, but obviously as a Spurs fan, how yeah. how do you look at Harry Kane now? And then obviously he's backtracked a bit since, hasn't he? But the whole not training, how does that how does that sit with you? If I take a more general view of it, when when was it before the Euros? He announced he wanted to leave. I was like, okay, fine. I can yeah. totally understand why the last eighteen months have been absolutely shit for the club, even though him personally probably his best time in Spurs in terms of goals and assists and I found myself going oh you know we should we should let him leave you know he's given lots to the club you know he's scored goals he's done everything he can for the club but then as months have gone by and then especially when he didn't turn up for training I was going hmm I support Spurs I don't support Harry Kane why why am I why am I backing him to you know to leave really um and now I'm on the other end of well you signed a six-year contract or fool you, like you can't be that naive. Just you know, sign a contract until you're 31, on 200 grand a week. When you know, surely he was a thought in his head. Even though it was great times, you know, Podge signed a deal, signing a couple of players, he had a great season. You know, are they really going to be title contender contenders season in season out? So, yeah, I'm on the other end now, where I'm kind of saying, you know what, if if you go, fine, you know. All the best, but if you don't, then turn up. I know, I know what he said about the training. It will turn up and do your best, and then see what happens when you've got a year left in your contract. So, I that's kind point, of but, overall, but, that's where I am with it at, at the moment with him. Um, yeah. Well, did, so, yeah, I know you said about him signing new contract stuff, but does that kind of agreement the the Le- Levy change anything in your opinion? It's the same premise. Why are you why are you that naive? Like you're dealing with. The most yeah, true businessman. We had but, this conversation about his brother being his agent. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, so, yeah. I think the way Grealish done it is a great comparison to be like, this is kind of how you do it. If you've got an eye on me believing in the future, yeah, that's the way you do it. You get an agent, put release clause in under the radar, 100 mil. Man City knew that that was the only way they'd get them done. Easy, there's no arguments. You don't get this. Yeah. But, so I agree it is naive from the agent. But if Harry Kane honestly trusts Levy and when they obviously that contract it was doing the good time so they would have had a great relationship he has no reason to distrust him so if they have that agreement Kane that should be honoured but do you know do you know what, what I would what say you, sorry go on sorry, sorry but, but I think I think I'm going to make points to you anyway what I would say is this idea of a gentleman's agreement I, I can understand it but at the end of the day you know it's a business model. If I be, if I'm Kane now, I'd be more annoyed than Man City because they don't seem to have made a decent bid. Because you can have the gentleman's agreement, but you know it is just that it's an agreement. If they're not going to pay what Spurs have asked for, then it's not Spurs' fault. It's not Levy. And I don't like Levy, but I just think personally, I think Kane is absolutely. He's just he's, he's done this so, so badly. 
And like you said, Rick, this idea, why people sign six-year contracts, I'll never know. Why, why do witches have sign short two, three-year contracts? And, you know, because they say about, oh, I want, like, you know, stability. But let's be honest, you know, if the worst was to happen, Harry Kane, and he got injured, because that's why they want stability, in case they get hurt, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are we saying that nobody would take Harry Kane? Do you know what I mean? Somebody would still take him. So yeah. I personally don't understand. It's like, what was that? I saw um, the Sowers, you know, in effect, we spent an eight-year contract. Mate, what are you thinking? Yeah. I'm hard. Do you have the 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be still paying him. I mean, it's like, but I just. To be fair, that was genius from Pardew. That was absolutely yeah. genius. I just yeah. feel like if you're Spurs, you, you know, even, and the thing is, there's no, you know, is there even concrete you know, evidence that isn't it, a gentleman's agreement? This just seems to be something that's, yeah. you know, it, there's a lot of things you think, well, things have changed dramatically. Mm. And also, a gentleman's agreement, yeah, but okay, but I also need to see the money come to the other side. If Man City a low ball offer, especially now with Jack Wheelish over 100. I mean, if you're Spurs, I genuinely don't understand why you take anything less than... I wouldn't even turn up for like, at the table for 100 million. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, yeah to answer but, one of the other questions about us, I do think Man City could afford him to go higher, to hit whatever number Levy wants. I'm sure Man City could do that. Um, and I don't think they'd have gone all in on Grealish so early if they thought, oh, if we do this, we're risking not getting in. I think it's always been their plan. We're going to get both. Yeah, I, to us, I think Spurs are missing a bit of a trick as well. I don't you know if there is this gentleman's agreement and you know Kane really obviously wants to go. Then why aren't we trying to get a Bernardo Silva or a Jesus? Like I know we don't rate them, but he's still a half decent Premier League striker who could be a stopgap for a season. Why don't you get your, get your house in order and get someone else? Um, so yeah, I'd. I don't. I don't even really know what's going. On. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I wish. Not that I wish, but if if it is going to happen, I wish it would happen now, so that we can just get get out of the way, get the money. But like Sim says, no, we're, we're stuck now. Like we're not going to be able to sign anyone for. That would be the most Spurs thing ever to yeah. actually eventually sell Kane and actually not replace him with anyone. Yeah, I like think that's what it was. They're probably waiting till the end of the window, hoping the Spurs kind of. I push to a corner, but you know if you're Spurs, you just I think you've just got to stay stay solid and and say, look, mate, unless they come in with this this offer, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And and the yeah. thing is, if Harry Kane, if he starts scoring goals again, people will forgive him. That at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Mm. I mean, look at Gerard. He's done the, the Liverpool Gerard kind of yeah. Ah, they flirt in, but I I don't think Spurs fans will even. Or are what's the word? They're, they're probably annoyed at him, but they're not. They don't. You know, they're not at the level of it's they don't like you anymore. Yeah. You know, everything you've done means nothing. It's just I think everyone can understand why he wants to leave. You know, nobody's naive to you know, not know. Um, but yeah, like I say, I, I just hope it gets sorted out because Spurs have got some real. I don't make this about Spurs now, but Spurs have got some real big issues. Real big issues. The whole team is, you know, on a knife's edge, really. Actually, yeah, let's make about Spurs. This sounds fun. <laughs> but, but no, like similar to Aston Villa, like they, they've sold Greenish over 100 million, they've invested, they've bought, I'd argue, some really good players to fill the holes. And Spurs need to do that. We need to buy at least four or five players, really. 
even talk about challenging the Champions League. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the club's doing. It's like you say, Greg. There's quite no an inspiring appointment oh, as well. Fair. And I obviously mean, the way that came about. If you're the, the 15th whole... choice manager, yeah, then yeah, it's not going to be inspiring. But yeah, if um, two souls above you in the pecking order. I think your FM record might have had a chance to get into <laughs> where you went. So, yeah. I, I was 16th. I just missed out. <laughs> no, well, I, mean. I think but it's yeah. a lesson for everybody else. Sorry, but um, a lesson for everybody else, though, that how quickly you can slip from being a top four yeah. to being almost, you know, not irrelevant because they're not there yet, obviously. But, you know, it, like you said, it's a, bat- it's a battle just to get into top four. I just don't see, you know, the players aren't going to, because that's all modern players care about. Are you in Champions League? Yes or no? If you're not, you have to be a really big club. You know, like Liverpool where when they were finishing like 8th or 7th, you still went to Liverpool because it's Liverpool. That had a bit of cash here, but you know what I mean? Spurs haven't got that lure. Oh, well then, you got to Champions League final once. Brilliant. You didn't win it to you, so, yeah. But we're on an edge, so we'll see how it goes. I'll give Nuno a chance. There's no you know. Two seven place finishes. I give him bed first out, but get a third now. Well, I'm not confident, but yeah. Nunes. Do you think seventh would be a success this year? You know, you know, just with everything's gone on. It's tough because it depends the way you look at it. If you're if going realistically, then probably given the other teams and the state of the club, but expectation. I'd always want to say we should be challenging the top four at least. Because that's yeah, the, I think that should still be the thing. I mean, you've still got Kane, you've still got Son. You've yeah, still got these players who are scoring 20 goals a season. You've got to... My head and my heart are fighting constantly because I'm going, if I wasn't a Spurs fan, what would I be thinking? And I would be thinking, that team is just on the edge of being crap. Kane goes. The Son, I know he just signed a new contract, which you could argue, why is he signed a new contract? What an idiot. Learned no lesson from his striking partner. Exactly. In a year's time, you might look back and go, oh, Christ, I wish I didn't sign that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where it'll be eighth, seventh, sixth, somewhere around there. Um, maybe flirting Champions League now and again. But yeah, I, I see a lot better teams in us at the moment. So. You know, where I, I was a bit disappointed in Kane, I can understand like why he wants to go and all that. But what I was disappointed was he, I noticed that he released. So he didn't turn up to training the first day he got to training, isn't it? So obviously he knows that's going to cause, you know, angst. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be headline news, isn't it? Yeah, well, off, didn't it? That was the same day that Spurs went to sign a centre-back for like £48 million or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, that's a mega signing for Spurs. And you just think, as his age, you know, you think, well, look, you know, do we want to make waves today of all days? Because you just we're pulling away from a good thing that's happening to the club. It's just little things like that, you know. I just, it's like a lack of respect almost. But then I, I'm, I'm more, I'd be more thing, I'd be more kind of tempted to say it's not a lack of respect. It's just naivety from the people who are, you know, yeah. almost running it for Kane, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, Eric Major, but you know, his brother is his agent. Now, mm. you know, you could say, all right, great, they got a close bond. He knows him better than anyone. It's his brother. But then the way. His career's gone of late. Some of the decisions you go in. Is having your brother your agent the best choice for you personally and your career, your future? 
probably not. He should be having you know, one of the big guns, Raiola or Mendes, whatever. I think you've so, seen a lot over the years with top players kind of starting out with the family member as an agent, but eventually yeah, time comes where you do need to kind of step outside that if you want to be serious about kind of making sure yeah. the whole career is on the right track and yeah. looked after properly. Yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. And it's still, how long is it? When's the window end? I can't remember. 31st. End of month, yeah. So, yeah, there we are. We'll see what happens. You could have a Torres Chelsea situation where he scores against Vasiti on the weekend and then joins them. Yeah. <laughs> and ends an absolute flop for the rest of his time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Who knows? I don't see it happening. Um, right. Moving on. I think Sims brought this one in. So I think most people will say that City and Liverpool are the favourites for the title. Obviously, Liverpool, you know what happened last year, but. It's still a top team. Um, so Chelsea and United, do we think they've closed the gap? Will they close the gap? Can we see it being a four-way for the title? What do we think? Berk or Um Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They've signings man you have made just like a World Cup winning centre-back. I'm one of the most like exciting players in Bundesliga. Um, the numbers back up as well with goals and assists. Um, yeah, you've got to say they've kind of closed the gap and addressed a couple of issues. Um, while obviously Liverpool haven't done that, especially not at the same kind of level. Um, yeah. Chelsea, especially if you get Lukaku, the form he's been at in Inter. I was one of his biggest critics, and I'm still not convinced by him um, in Prem, but you can't argue with his record even when I was criticising him he's still scoring 25 goals a season so I don't think he cares too much what I think um, no. but yeah I think that would be a like, class signing for them um, um, obviously they won Champions League last year and since the loss against West Brom um, mm. last season I think that was the only one so I yeah I look at um, probably if we're just going off, obviously, last season alone and the summer, I'd say those two clubs are probably in a better position to uh, push Man City and Liverpool up. Sims, do you trust Ollie, though? Because I feel like that's, you know, Berg's completely right. You know, the signings they made, yeah, brilliant. But do you trust the manager to get them over the line? Because I feel like that's the only question mark really now. And you could argue the overall squad in terms of depth, but what do you think? Uh, and I can agree more with you. I think, um, to be honest, I think this, the worst thing with the signings they made is whoever comes in afterwards is walking into a very good squad. And that's the fear I've got more than anything. It's kind of like Chelsea, actually, with the Lampard. Yeah. Kind of build squad, Tuchel walks in, wins the Champions League. Yeah. It, um, I, you know, I do think without Solskjaer, there, or, you know, with Solskjaer there, I can't see them winning it. Um, I think Chelsea showed in during the season last year that they they'd come a long way. Anyway, you know, even without the Champions League win, you know, that obviously adds on to it then. But um, what I would say is, every every year I've seen Man United or we've seen Man United sign players, and it's always like, oh, you know, that's a good signing. That's going to take it to the next step, and something's just not quite right there. And. I look at Liverpool, I look at Man City, and I just I do still think that those two are just another level above again. 
I'll be honest. I, I still I still see it like that. But you know, definitely they've come closer to it. And you know, I, would I be surprised if either of them finished above Liverpool? Probably not. Wouldn't be that surprised. Um, but I mean, the issue I think these clubs have gone now is the bar has been set. You're gonna have to get 90 points at least to win a league title, at least. And Liverpool and Chelsea, um, Liverpool and Man City have shown that they can go at a level where they can win 13, 14 games in a row. Chelsea and Man United still haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. Rob, what do you think? When you said, you know, about Man, Man City and Liverpool kind of being like your, your favourites, my biggest worry is still with Liverpool. Um, even though we finished the season strong, uh, I still think there's a lot of issues there. Um, whether those issues are, are are fixed with a totally fit squad, who knows? Uh, but yeah, Chelsea and United have made um, some good signings. Chelsea, especially like with the signing of Lukaku, I'm I'm kind of glad because I've got friends who are Chelsea fans that are like, oh yeah, we've got the best defense in the league. But it's just like, all right, yeah, but you know, one all draws or two like one nil wins aren't going to be enough. Uh, to win the title when you're coming up against when you're coming up against your t- you know ch- the challengers when you're coming up against City, Liverpool, Man United, you need to get convincing results against them. Um, with United, yeah, you could question Ollie. He, he's not been in a title race. Even when they finished second this season, they were you know goodness knows how many points behind City. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the top four plays out, but I do think, like going back, what was it two seasons ago when you know City ninety-seven points, Liverpool ninety-six, and then the rest like nowhere near. I do think you'll have that um, that kind of ending, but I'm not. I wouldn't put money on Liverpool being the second place team. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea were up there. Yeah, I think if you to make the argument, I think Chelsea got a better squad, but then Liverpool, obviously on their day, first eleven is argue, yeah. the best in the league. They know uh, how to do it as well. The yeah. bench is not, you know, obviously they could make signings now to come in. Um, yeah, obviously Liverpool are vulnerable to the two, but I do still think they still have that. So much, or maybe yeah. You know, if Manning and the know-how, control. they do have the know-how. Yeah. yeah. You know, they went through the tough time the year before when they lost the title by scoring 90-plus points. So, you know, they've been there and done it. Um, but what I will say about Manu, I, I agree. I think Chelsea are more likely of the two to do well. Like, it's all well and good. Yeah, you've signed Sancho. You've signed Ran, Great. But to win a league, you need a spine. Goalkeeper. Still the nose, number one. So, hey, yeah. Uh, Past his best, Henderson got COVID. Don't know if he's going to play. CDM, are you going to win the league with Fred or McTominay? No. So they haven't, they haven't brought that in. So you can have Varane and Maguire. If you haven't got someone protecting in front, then it doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to be exposed and you're going to concede. And then I still think up front, you know, Cavani, yeah, good season last year. Done well for his age. Is he going to do it again? Rashford's out for a few months. Martial, not up to it. 
so I don't see him. I don't see him scoring enough goals on keeping enough clean sheets over a 38 game season. Um, and yeah, you know they lost Europa League final. Yeah, I just don't see like they really getting closer. I think they might do as well as they did last year, but I don't see them getting closer for Chelsea. Yeah, who have just won Super Cup on penalties. Yeah. They've already got that win. They've already got that winning feeling to bring into the season. So. I I come back to it again though. I just think the you know the games changed from you. I because I you know we all remember the Fergie days when he was winning the league in that you know the two thousands where you go away to a top four team. It was a draw, get a draw, move on. These yeah. days you can't even do that because you, you're looking at 90, 95 points to win a league title. I think nineties being maybe low. I think ninety five is closer to a league title. And Man United, Chelsea, and you know they haven't shown that they can do that yet. I mean, going back to what you said about you know the last year, Rob. What I would say about Liverpool is every single thing went wrong for Liverpool last year. Like it couldn't have gone any at one stage. I mean, literally finished the season with two kids. Well, one one's not even a kid, not the list, but two blokes playing centre back who nobody knew of. They lost half their team. All manner of things went wrong, and yet they still finished above. Yeah, I, I get that, but my, my worries go back to like when so when Project Restart happened. There was I know like you know we, we were you know two wins off winning the the prem. I get you kind of take your foot off the gas, but it kind of trickled over into the start of the season. And for me, even whenever I'm fit, yeah, we we had all we had all our players out. And you look but you look back to that Villa game, and you can you can say it's a it's a one off, but. It it still worries me that a superstar team like that. Man City doesn't get beaten like that. Yeah, and the performances before the Villa game, it was kind of lead into a game like that. Like it was a few games around then, you wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool did lose uh, lose by like two three goals. And then it, Villa game, freak game in the sense that everything that could go wrong, like on the pitch in that ninety did go wrong. But I can't say that I was surprised that we had a big loss with how we were playing at the time. Then you had the Van Dyke injury, and obviously everything else that followed, and it kind of added to it. And it maybe papered over the what the real problem was a bit, and maybe there wasn't, and maybe they would have played their way out of it. But without knowing that for sure, you've just got to take on face value and go right. Liverpool were very crap, even when everyone was fit at the start of last season. I hope I'm, I hope that doesn't carry on, but. You haven't seen a sense. You just don't know. Harder to predict. I, I completely get all that. And I, compl- I agree. Because, I mean, I watched the game. I mean, I was on this pod saying how much I wasn't enjoying football all the time. But I come back to it. Liverpool are top of the league Christmas. So you can't be that crap. You get, oh, my question would be, are they that much better than everybody else? Then? Even when they were crap, they were top of the league. Now, yeah, but you also had Spurs second at the time who were also kind yeah. of in that same form. And all it needed was one team to kind of have a go. Man City started playing January, won the league by March. Yeah, because they went on the one like 21 games in a row. I just come back to it. Until those teams can show that they can win 13, 14, 15 games and knock them off in a row, because I honestly think it's going to take that to even win a league title, then I think it's, it's almost a disservice to say, oh, you know, oh they're, you know, they've definitely caught up already. I think, because the thing is, I look, Chelsea's squad was stronger last year. As in, not stronger on paper, but as in, they were stronger than most of the teams in the Prem last year at the start. 
that's why I always come back to Solskjaer and think he's just not good enough. Because, you know, obviously Lampard wasn't good enough. As soon as they've got a manager in that they can trust, they've taken off Chelsea out. It's just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really wary of jumping in and going like, you know, oh, they've had a hell of a chance window. They're definitely, they've definitely closed that gap. Because I think the gap is far more um, intangible than just ability. And just yep. as a neutral from Liverpool, it, again, I'm in this like head and heart thing of their first 11 is arguably the best in the league. You know, again, I talk about the spine because actually win leads. You know, the goalkeeper, best in the league, you could argue. Centre back, definitely best in the world by mile. You know, the CDM, you could argue, is one of the best. And then they got one of the best goal scorers. So you're looking at as long as the other players do their bit, then Liverpool should be up there, obviously, if they don't get injuries. Um, but then I do worry they haven't spent the money to get just just a bench, you know, just to get just to bring someone on. I know they bought Yota, and I think he's a good player. But just I think you know, one of them's gone. You know, how do you replace him? You know, I don't think they have yet. I know they got players in the squad already, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I worry. I don't see Liverpool getting that many injuries again. But even if they get two or three, you know. Yeah. That's a lot of points dropped. Like you're saying, you've got to get 90 points to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think Chelsea might do better just because that squad depth. We shall see. Right. So let's, uh, let's do our predictions. We were just going to reel them off, but we got a bit of time so we can, uh, we can discuss them a little bit more. And we've kind of discussed kind of it. Um, so let's start nice and simple with Mr. Bowen. Who is going to win? Sitter. And I will be writing these down so that we remember because we've got to do it last year. It was our first time doing parts. Dirk, I'll come to you. Uh, Chelsea. Okay, no. This is all assuming Lukaku does score through. And doesn't get injured. And his first touch is better than it was. Yeah, no, I'm going Chelsea, I think. Yeah, with the goals. I think they've got yeah. what you need and they've shown they can win games. Big games. Sims, Chelsea? Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tell you, you can say a lot of stuff about Mr. Leo Sims, but he is loyal. I'll give I him love that. It. He is like, I, uh, I don't like saying it because I obviously am a Spurs fan, but I think Chelsea. I pip it. Um, I wasn't going to ask this, but I'm interested to know because we've mentioned it a couple times. Points? I think we did mention this last year. I think we we're pretty close as well. Like high 80s. Um, points. Where is it? Burke, me and you have gone Chelsea. So I think around 90. I don't think it'll be as high as Sims was saying. Just because I think those four, especially before it was two, now you've got four teams who are definitely capable of taking points off each other. Like, yeah. what's that? Eight gate in those eight kind of head to heads. Um, so. I think that's going to contribute. And I think the teams just outside, like, I mean, Spurs have got a decent record against City. You find teams have that kind of one bad side. Leicester have. So yeah. yeah, Leicester, especially Villa, I think, could take points off. I wouldn't be surprised if Villa did one Sunday take points off City, like, and then one all. So I think there's points dropped there. And that's why I think maybe high 80s again, between 85 and 90. Yeah, I got some in, yeah. Somewhere around 90, a couple either sides, some other points. 
I'm going low 80s after Brentford take points of all big four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will I will go low 80s because uh, I think it'll just be back and forth with a lot of teams. Uh, you know, you'll have, I think, one of the teams will have another bogey team this season and it will be someone stinking like Norwich. Like, like Norwich did City over twice, wasn't it? Or, or was it just once early on? Just once, but Wolves did them twice that season. Wolves did them twice, yeah. Yeah, uh, low 80s for me, 83 points. Let's see. 93. 93, oh. 93 points. I, I, hear, I hear everything we're saying, and I, I'm I completely like, I can see how we, how we all come to that kind of conclusion, but I just feel like every year I start the year and look and I think exactly like that, and every year a team just, or a set, well, the last few years anyway. Two teams have just literally just exploded. Teams fall away, and I just think I just think these days I think it's gonna, until Guardiola is gone, until Klopp is gone, I think the benchmark has just been it's going to be 93, 90, and you know until you get to that level. So we do a break, really. So let's go low eight. Yeah, that's, that's our view. I'll be honest. I hope yeah. it is a break because I mean it's exhausting needing your team to win every single week, like looking <laughs> at a point as a bad result. <laughs> Definitely. There we are. We'll see what happens. Um, top four. I don't think there might be any. I don't think there will be any surprises. Mine are the four. <coughs> excuse me, that we've talked about. Chelsea. Yeah. Same. Same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What? What order have we got? So I've got Chelsea with them. City second. Liverpool third. United. Speaking for. Um. I, I didn't have an order, but off the top of my head, I'm going to be a pessimistic Liverpool fan swap United and Liverpool from your order, but so Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool. <laughs> Maybe it's best you don't go up his house tomorrow, because I, I don't know. No, it's that you called me up on in last year. It's that shit dose tactic of go the worst, <laughs> and then yeah. if I'm wrong, oh, gutted, oh, wait, we won the league, oh, no, what a shame. <laughs> I'm all in, but I'll just go, I'll go, I'll go Liverpool, uh, City, Liverpool, Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah, <laughs> yeah literally all Liverpool, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Liverpool City, Chelsea, Man United. Rob, are you going to spring Brentford in there? Oh, well, I'd love to, Sneak but up, I've gone City, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool. Why is he going to not mention Liverpool then? <laughs> Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll bite your hand off right now. Always get a cheap laugh, I suppose. Yeah. Class. Um, right. Play of the year. Who wants to go first? I got Lukaku. <laughs> it was inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that if Chelsea win. Big Rom's going to score, so I can see that, yeah. I have gone the fellow Belgian. Um, I was going to go Thiago, but then we all know he's winning. Hold on. Hold on, no. Hold on, no. <laughs> we, we've got this recorded that you're back in Tiago for no, player of the no, year. No. Can't change play, your mind, no. Player year, he's going to no. win. Okay. So, player year of the year, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bruno Fernandes. Don't say that. Don't say that. He's not a friend of the show. We don't want him winning. Oh, no. Deal. We'll I also back. went. I also went big wrong, but I put slash. I put because I think it's due a time where 
a player who, you know who doesn't really get the limelight. But Ingolo Kante, chance to win the league, plays every game. It's time for the next Scott Parker. Okay, you, you, you've said slash, which one you pick in? I'll go Kante. I'm Kante. just saying, he did this not so long ago as well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, we'll do another one. <laughs> All right, okay. I feel one. like if Chelsea didn't do well, Jorginho would be the bad joke, either. He seems to be the, the key to everything when Chelsea play. Barbara Dorman there, apparently. So, I wouldn't rule him out. Chelsea. But young player of the year. I have gone with Bukayo Saka to bounce back after his Euro heartbreak. I like that. I've also gone Saka. But I did have another name, and I think Burke knows who it is. Um, no, um, I had two names, um, and I thought I'd decide while we were talking, and I still haven't decided. Two names were Jane Sancho and Phil Foden, um, and I'm going to go with Jaden Sancho. Yep. I have also gone with Jaden Sancho. If he had meant the £70 million could win young player, like, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's 21. Well, Harry Kane was winning it a lot longer. (laughs) And he was like 20. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Harry won it twice in a year. How on earth is Harry in 28, like? Where's that time? We're getting old, that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, next one, top goal scorer. I think we could probably guess mine and Burke's, considering the picks they have gone big wrong. I'm sure you can guess mine as well. <laughs> Bobby. <Go on. laughs> He's got two already. He's on fire. <laughs> All right. I'll put you down for Mo. Lukaku was mine. So. Rob. <sighs> Ivan Tony. Keep <laughs> on his Brentford. Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney, right? Yes. No, uh, I'm going with Big Rom as well. Ooh. Three for Big Rom. It'd be a hell of a laugh now when Liverpool get knocked over by Norwich on the weekend. And I'm just <laughs> doing everything. Yeah. But I, I do think it's it's going to be like maybe like 21 goals. It'll win it for him. I did have a sneaky feeling about Danny Ings. I think, obviously, you if he's scoring... You love no, Danny. I'm, I'm thinking, if he is scoring kind of 18 to early, low 20s at Southampton, then a team where he's getting even more chances in a better team, you expect him to do better. And it's also, yeah. it's not that big a team where he may not play. He's still going to... It's a team where he's still playing week in, week out. So I wouldn't be surprised if things does like a Jamie Vardy kind of season, you know? But well, the team's I not winning anything, but he's still scoring. I think Ollie Watkins got 14 last year, so I mean, Dan Ings and those missions. Missing Jack Yeah, yeah no, but see. Beyond Bailey now. Watch out. Watch out. Um, right, manager of the year. <laughs> what do I need to say? <laughs> the guy's been in the league and he's going to beat the oil rich Man City and he's going to beat the Champions League winners in Chelsea so stay in the I'm going all in Liverpool this year sorry <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the next two as well I, I could already answer what's going to be the next <laughs> so. 
<laughs> How about Cass? Uh, Rob? Uh, Thomas Tuchel. I was thinking of going tactical and picking someone else in case I was wrong about Chelsea being good. Then I'd cover two birds. But I couldn't think of anyone. Like, Ollie was the other one. I can't put myself to like yeah. that. One. So, I'll go Thomas Tuchel. I'm going left field because I feel like it. I'm going to go two years in a row, Dean Smith. Up I, the I, he, like, he was on up my radar, but I was just like, I just can't have it. David Moyes was there as well. All I was like, talk. I can't have it. Yeah. I can I was like Rob, I consider like trying to go lower down, but then yeah. I feel like I get it's too kind of it's too random then because it yeah, could be Steve Bruce, there. like no. Nah. <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say that Steve Bruce is he may be on another award, you know, but we'll see. You say that. <clears throat> you say that. Um, I can't wait for him to prove you wrong. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, Rob, did, did you say you want to remember? Yes. Tuchel. Tuchel, sorry. Uh, next one that's come from uh, the NFL world. Comeback player of the year. Sims, I know who he's going to pick, so I'm just going to write that down quick. No, you don't. He's going to select a group of players. If you were picked my guy, I would be amazed. Well, I'm thrown. I'm thrown. Flustered. I'm not. No, I... I am sure I've, I've got a bit more um, flexibility than just picking Liverpool players. I've gone with Harvey Barnes from Leicester. Nice. He was having a hell of a season. And I think he's a top player. He's back from his injury. And I'm going to go with Harvey Barnes. Nice. He was having a great season. And he was having a great season in my draft team. And then, but the luck was not on my side. Rob? I've gone with uh, Tariq Lamptey. Oh, nice. I thought oh, that's gorgeous. You're giving him love for that. You think he'd be any love for Harvey Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like he's coming back from like three months, two or three months out. I mean, get over it. Yeah, but he missed the Euros. He could have gone. He could have won the Euros. Yeah, he had a bad injury at Harvey. Yeah, but he didn't miss like that much. Like it was still in the like. <laughs> Turns out he's still out there until Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sims doing next year's comeback player. Um, Terry Clampton, or he was like he was on fire early on. He got injured really early. December, and he was in my draft team. Yeah, but he had a few injuries before that as well. Yeah. Um. So I I like the Lampty one. What, what have you found from Harvey Barnes, Sims? I've said it again. I'm not going to say bro. April. Oh, the season was over, man. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> My draft season was over. Yeah. <laughs> no, he deserved, He had a bad injury. Oh no, sorry. Wait a sec. That was when he suffered a setback in his in his in his um thing. It wasn't April. Where's that? Carry on. Um, mine is Raúl Jiménez. Oh yeah. I forgot about. I forgot about that. He actually had a real bad injury since and missed a lot of last season. Right. I just sorry. <laughs> he he damaged all his patella, but you know oh, that's a bad course. injury. He, he actually messed yeah. his knee up. February yeah. got injured. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know what, boys? Lamptey was injured in December. As well as two long injuries before yeah. that, like three, four weeks. Um, but yeah, Raul Jimenez <laughs> back now. 
as well as his, like, I, Fabio Silva's young, but yeah, as well as main striker. I think mean, he'd be back among the goals. Yeah. Ooh, fractured skull. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I thought I had the obvious choice, and I thought Sims would go for him. Um, I'm going Virgil. It's got to be. I'll be honest. He hasn't. Especially looked, if they win the league. He hasn't looked. Um, he hasn't looked great in preseason, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't back it personally. He looks. He the thing is, he's, he's been on for so long. He just got that. And and the problem was when the bar was so high where he was. Yeah. You know, he's still obviously a very good defender, but. He's not obviously he needs games and he to get back to that. So that's why I haven't gone for him. Plus Harvey Barnes is class. So <laughs> it, and I want to ask this question, Sims. Does he look like he's lost half a yard? As people who have suffered the injuries, we know that's the most common thing to happen afterwards. Um I I wouldn't say he was but you know, he was quick again, but he wasn't like lightning quick anyway, was he? He was just Stop, there, there's always a noticeable difference, really. Then. No, I, I mean, no, I mean, he only played two games over, so I can't really say. But he just, he, he just isn't. He's like, for example, I watched him Monday, uh, Sunday afternoon, and he was just like really eager, and he's getting dragged out. Whereas the old Van Dyke would be like, he'd either go and win it, or he would just back off, and then win it. I think it's just games he needs, obviously. But yeah, you know, it's just normal. I'm not worried, like, but I back as a temporary thing more than. Like you said, but they've lost something. I I don't think he has. It's just find his level again. Best way to do is play in Premier League football. Chuck him in from the start, and he's going to make some mistakes, but he's worth it. Definitely. I'm more confident in my pick. Thirteen nine months. Um. Okay. The next one is disappointment of the year. Now this is quite vague. It can be manager, team, player, whatever. Well, I well, I've gone for a player. Go for it. Uh, is it William? Is it who? William. No, it's Mitrovic. Um, <laughs> no, with uh, the loss of his manager. Uh, yeah, very good season last season. Bit of a breakout season, but I think he's going to lose a bit of spark this season. I'm going to go Dominic Calvert Lewin as the disappointment of the season. Good show. He didn't have a great second half last season, did he? No. I was looking at the stats for our draft prep for tomorrow. And from game week 15 on, I think he only scored something like six goals, four goals. I mean, low Sounds like a Josh King season. He's, Remember when you know he, what, uh, though? He's a really interesting one because obviously Raf was there now. When Raf was brought in already, they brought in out and out wingers in Damari Gray and Andrew Townsend. Which yeah. They're going to whip a ball in a lot. And he is the only guy... So like Carson is the centre striker. Yeah, I, have I, they got Moise I like Keane? I like it. No, he's back at uh, PSG. Oh, there you go. He can't be. Goodness me. Well, I saw a clip of him saying "Good <laughs> morning." Just keeps getting better. <laughs> to PSG reporters. <laughs> so. Sorry for podge. Um, player, team, manager. Yeah. Um. So the three I had written down were Leeds United, Rafael Varane, and Patrick Coach of the Year, mate. Oh, why did you do this to me? Big fans going in the third round. Generally. But I'm not going to go Bamford because he disappointed me last year. So I'm not going to be disappointed by him again. So I'll go Rafael Varane. Um, 
I think even there'll be that shock coming to Premier League from La Liga where it's a bit more comfortable, especially in the team he was in, yeah. to now being alongside Harry Maguire and in front of God knows who. Um, so, yeah, I think Varane may struggle um, all season long. What about chips? Sims? Aston Villa. Why, why are you so anti Villa? No, I just, I just feel like this whole thing, oh, they, you know, they won the transfer window and all that. It's like, well, let's, let's wait and see. I think they over, overachieved last year a little bit. You know, this whole, like, oh, Dean Smith, the manager of the year, was in t- chapter later on. They only yeah. stayed up because of a dodgy goal when it went, went over the line. Amen. 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 That's football for you, mate. That, that's so, football. No, I'm, I, I just feel, like I said the other day, I just feel I've seen this movie before where team sells the best player, brings in other players, kind of money balls it, and then it eventually just doesn't quite work out as they plan. So, but then I suppose, is it because maybe I'm looking at it because, like, for example, Dean Smith blew my mind this morning. I was listening to Sky Sports News. He said, yeah, no, we wanted to keep Jack, but we feel like we're 18 months behind Man City. Where Man City are? 18 months behind Man City? Oh. Is he real? Or Southern Spurs, huh? Like? Four years, Ryan Mason said. So. I mean, honestly, stuff like that annoys me. So. I love the ambition. love the ambition. Yeah, and what would the disappointing Villa season be for you, Sims? Yeah, no, that's an, I don't know, because I feel like maybe Stay I'm overplaying it. I'm thinking, like, the way it's been chatted about, it's like they're going to have to be top eight. But then, really, I think yeah. if they top half, it's probably been good for them. Yeah, and, yeah, I can't see them being far away from that top I'll say eight, top six bracket. or below is a disappointment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because that would put them in the same bracket as uh, Southampton, then. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But the Danings. But I mean, you know, is there is there much difference between twelfth and tenth, like really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is top half and then relegation. So I just feel like that twelfth is like a no man's land, and it? it's just you know, you, yeah, they need to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. So ideally, like they go into March and they're in with a shout of European football. Yeah, I got along with that. You know, if they don't get it, well, unlucky. But you know, they were in with it. They were in there, thereabouts. Yeah. They get top ten season after they lose Jackie Rush. See, there's a success. My yeah, and then just another twelve months or six months. Man City. <laughs> and the Champions League playlist. Yeah. Oh, Spurs got there. <laughs> Could happen. Funny things have happened. Um. My disappointment of the year, and I'm going to be really disappointed when it happens, is not to see Big Sam back in top flight football because I don't think he's going to get a job again. I just, I just don't see what club's going to go in for him. He's gone on the merry ground too many times, though. The clubs are going to look in for managers, or the clubs he's already been at. So, yeah, I'm very disappointed. Do you know what's actually mental, but is I honestly could see someone again anymore. It's like, yeah, that's a stupid football. Who's left? Who's left? I don't know. Brentford. Watford. Yeah. I can see Brentford, they throw out the money ball system. He gets them in. I can see with my eyes. I don't need a computer to tell me. Only 24 months behind Man City. Exactly. 
Uh, Big laps, five years in front of everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, uh, let's do this one first. First manager to get the snack. Mikel Arteta. Good shout. I love that shout. Good shout. Very strong shout. I do like that. Yeah. Um. I want to say Steve Bruce, but then I feel like I feel like Mike actually so apathetic towards that club. It's like, would he even be asked to do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I go with Steve Bruce, but I do think that Arteta shout is a very good one. I'm going to go with Daniel Fack. Hmm. I feel with Norwich, uh, they've stuck with him for this long. It's the Burnley thing, isn't it? Like, if yeah, you're going to get rid of Sean Dyke. Yeah, but Sean Dyke kept him in the Prem. And yeah, for they, years. Well, no, he got relegated and then brought him back up. I, I so, don't say that. Like, oh, she do the same thing. Fack was, was disastrous that, that season, two seasons ago. But beat City. Beat City once. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him, to be fair. Like if they had a horrible start. I'm going to go Rafa. I think it's a horrible move. I don't see it. Fans are going to hit him day one. Once they lose a couple of games. Oof. No. Don't see it. Don't see it, Luke. And then Big Sam comes back. It's a second chance. Just give him money and time. And they end up... Oh, running. my God. <laughs> Guy's the limit. Did you say one? Sorry. Um, yeah, Arteta was mine. Yeah. That was a very good shout. I think that's most realistic. Hate him. Hate him. Hate Arsenal. I hope they don't sack him. And they get relegated <laughs> together. He has been on this podcast as radar from day one as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, last one. Ah, to bad, yeah. Bottom three. Who's going down? I went with um, Brentford, Watford and Newcastle. I went... It changed because I know when we spoke about it on the weekend, I said I think Norwich might, for some reason, be all right. I changed my mind and I don't think they will. So Norwich, Watford, and I'm wavering a bit on Southampton, but I'll stick with my guns and say Southampton. So Norwich, Watford, Southampton for me. Uh, in no particular order, I've gone Newcastle, Watford, Norwich. On those, I'm going to stick with mine. So, Watford, Brentford, and Southampton. Danny Ings was the last draw. Don't see him. I, I quite like Adam Armstrong, but big jump up in it. Yeah, yeah, it's a risk. It's a risk. Pressure, trying to save them. So, we shall see. Right, there we go. Locked in. We'll check in in nine months' time season finishes and see how close or how far we were. And maybe One extra thing, too. Leicester will choke a top four finish once again. <laughs> None of you believe me. <laughs> I know I didn't have much credibility with the whole Arsenal front three, 
But Please. I got it right. That you try to make another prediction about someone else's job That's Rob's homework to find the best front three to keep an eye on for this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Delecht. <laughs> well, good team in Belgium, mate. Eh? <laughs> right, there we are. First pod, pod back. It's quite late. As, uh, we do it quite late this week. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers, Wong Mill. All the best. That's the red. <laughs> good to be back. Ciao. Cheers, lads.